0: You're listening to a City on a Hill podcast. We'd love you to use and share this podcast, but please refrain from editing the content without permission from City on a Hill. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Well, we're in the last two verses of our five verses that we've been looking at as a church family. These last two verses, are uh, uh, they, they, they bookend these, these five that we've looked at. Um, but the, before I say about anything about them, I want to encourage you so much, read the verses that are after them. Um, and I'm I'm not, and I'm, I'm going to steer away from them, because if I do, I will preach for two hours, because uh, they are incredible. Um, teaser. It's been a really helpful series, hasn't it, to be thinking about the personal work of Jesus as we've been leading into Christmas. And here uh, we see in verses 19 and 20 what he does. Verse 19, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. In Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. As I think about this verse, as I've been thinking about this verse for the last couple of weeks, there's there's two things that stand out to me in that. In Jesus, so in this man, Jesus who we've heard is the 200% man, fully God and fully man. It's in Jesus that the full, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, all of it. And so we think of Jesus, we can think of this human fleshly body. And if we pause there, I straight away, I think, wow, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in a, Vessel that we could relate to. He has come near. God has a face. God now has a smile. God now has arms that can embrace us. All the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in this man Jesus. So I just think of the the beautiful. Loving kindness of God that he would condescend himself in such a way so that we could be with him. This is incredible. God is no longer this far off, distant, unrelatable idea, but has flesh. All the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in Jesus. It's amazing that we can have relationship in this knowable way. There's a sense that God longs for us as He, as he meets us in the person and work of His Son to, to have this connection with our other relationships. Kind of like when we can think of all of the good relationships, we can apply that to all the good that we see in Jesus. So if we think of a, a father's love for His children, There's a love and there's a bond that is so often unexplainable. And we go, ah, God wants, God gives me that so I can get a bit of an idea of what it's like between Jesus and I. You think of the the friendship that people can have and this longing to make it work and this, this enjoyment that can be shared over a common interest. All the fullness of God is pleased to dwell in Jesus. And he lets our human experience give us a taste of, of what is so much better in the divine. So I think of verse 19, and I think, isn't this beautiful? There is this relatableness of all the fullness of God being found in Jesus, pleased to dwell. Isn't that an interesting idea? Pleased to dwell. God isn't, oh, well, I guess I'll get in the body. <laughs> pleased to dwell. So it's like, no, this is a good thing for me to know my children. And as I think about verse 19 as well, I think there's a beautiful, a, a, a beautiful permission here as well. Because not only does verse 19, as we think about in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, not only does it mean we can be with Jesus, but it means that there's, an ability to worship Jesus. There's a permission when you remember that all the fullness of God is in the person of Jesus, there's a permission to, you can give yourself to have wonder and whimsy into this great God man. You see, it wouldn't make any sense for us to do a carols event and to create so much hubbub about this man Jesus if he was just a mere man. Like, what is, like, why do you care about this guy so much? It wouldn't make sense if it was just it like, it's like a people get all G'd up about knowing a celebrity, but in the end, they're still just a dude or a girl, you know, dude or dudette. So I should use the appropriate, you know, gender pronoun. Is that a thing? I don't know. But Jesus, all the fullness of God is found in this man, Jesus. Isn't that incredible? It means that you can be like, oh, well, can I, is it really worth taking the time to invest my energy and my my thought energy and my physical energy and my time and my money into discovering more about this man? Yes. Why? All the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in this man, Jesus. You can look into the life and the character of Jesus and you'd be like, I can get to know all the fullness of God in this guy. God. God in flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, God incarnate, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. So whenever you're tempted to think about, oh, is it really worth me taking all of this time to investigate this man, Jesus? Is it really worth me taking, you know, to, to start my Bible reading plan again and to persevere, persevere through to the gospels? So when I get to see Jesus doing his thing, yes. All the fullness of God dwells in him. It's awesome. It's awesome. That, let that truth give yourself. Give, give, let you, give yourself permission to just fall into and wade into the wonder and the whimsy of this man, Jesus Christ. We'll never fully understand it right now. We'll never fully understand. And I think heaven has to be a place of eternity because that will still not be long enough to fully grasp this when we see fleshly, bodily Jesus at the right hand of God wiping away every tear from our eyes, embracing us in his presence is fullness of joy. Start enjoying that presence here and now as you get to see him work, as you get to see him love. And then there's verse 20. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. So all the fullness of God is pleased to dwell in this man, Jesus, so that through him, he could reconcile to himself all things. What does it mean to reconcile to yourself something? What is is reconciliation? Well, reconciliation is the reuniting of something, isn't it? It is the restoring of relationship, isn't it? It's to make peace and to uh, give a... Friendly relation once again. Now, what does this tell you about the character of God? Through Him to reconcile to Himself all things. See, I think there's a common narrative in this world, which is God is displeased and He doesn't want to hear from you and He's just sternly looking down and waiting for people to obey His rules and no one does and He'll come back and He'll wipe it out. If you have a love for a friend or a family member and you want reconciliation, is that your posture? No. This, the moving forward, the taking steps towards reconciliation is a posture of longing. And it's a posture of love. It's a character of some it's, it's a characteristic of someone that has a desire for you. That is the character and the love of God. Through Him to reconcile to Himself all things. That is why all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in the personal work of Jesus. That is why Jesus came. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. If you love something, you want its best, don't you? If you love something, you want to embrace that thing, don't you? He sends His one and only Son God steps onto the stage of human history. He's also like, I will do the work and I will begin this process because I want you to feel like you can come home and to know you can. The amazing love of God. Through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, God takes the initiative so you can be embraced by your heavenly Father, your Creator, longs for relationship this is beautiful this is the God of the Bible this is the God that the people of the surf coast need to know about and then it tells us how God does it doesn't it in the last half of verse it tells us how he does that how does he make peace he makes peace by the blood of his cross. You can get a sense of the extent of someone's crime when you find out what the penalty of the crime is, don't you? If you ever chat to someone, then they've, you know. I don't know if you often do this, but you might chat to someone, oh, I've just come out of prison. How long were you in prison for? Oh, yeah, 30 years. That's a significant punishment. He must have done something real bad. He had, to, he had to face that punishment because he had a, to pay off the wrong that, be, that he had done. There was that, that, that punishment was to appease the, 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 the laws that had been broken. Now, what is it that God had to do? What is it that he took onto himself so that our price for our sin could be paid? The blood, his blood on the cross... Jesus Christ, the great God-man, God puts on flesh. He lives the perfect life, does nothing wrong, comes to heal, comes to give life, life abundance. and he is the good shepherd and he lays his life down for the sheep, for the undeserved, for the unwarranted. It's almost as if it's like God goes, well, I have to become breakable so that I can heal those that are broken. I have to become breakable so that I can take the place of those that should have been. And it's by the blood of His cross. It's not like the blood of a cross. And I think about what this was like for Jesus Christ, who we've just heard in this series, through whom all things are created. Can you think of what it was like as Jesus, as He upholds the universe in the palm of His hand, as He watches the seed fall from the tree, And then as God sends the rain to germinate that seed and the sun to shine upon it and for the next 30 years for it to grow up out of the ground, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit sit there and they look upon that sapling and they go, that is my cross. The preparation involved for this to happen Jesus to to sustain its growth, Jesus to send the wood chopper to chop down the tree, Jesus to raise up the young man that would become the carpenter, to fashion that now dead tree into a cross beam and to an upright beam, for Jesus to feed those young men and those families so that that cross could be fashioned. The whole time Jesus there going, I am making this possible because I love these people so much. There is separation right now, but that is my cross of which I'm going to shed my blood because I want them to come home. The love of God, that he who knew no sin would become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. He gives us his best when we're at our worst. Through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. making peace. Church, we also need to know that that peace has been made. Jesus hangs on that cross and with his final breath, he cries out across that land, to Telestai. It is finished. The paperwork is done, signed, sealed, delivered. The punishment has been paid. The adoption papers have been signed. Peace has been made. And then the promise now lies on the table that you who are weary and heavy laden, come to me and you will find rest. It is Jesus who says, come to me. Come to me and receive the gift of new life. Follow me. There's forgiveness. If, If you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. You don't have to pay the punishment for it. You don't have to feel like you have to. Jesus is like, I've done that. We've made peace. We're ready to go. You know, when you have, it, when you have like a disagreement with a family member, a friend, and there's like some awkward tension, one of you has to sort of like give back and one of us has to sort of take on. And then there's a conversation that's like, are we good? Like, are we good now? You had those chats? Are we good? And the smile comes on the other one's face and like, yeah, we're good. We're good. This day, know this. Come to Jesus, admit you're wrong, and just be like, I'm sorry. He's like, Yeah, it's okay. We're good. Come home. I love you. Let's do life together. I don't know if there's a a more appropriate way to finish our time in the book of Colossians, but remember that as you think of baby Jesus this Christmas, that he grows up to die on that cross for your sin so you can come home. What an amazing gift! an amazing reality, and let's keep walking together in it as a church family. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.